From the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Uh, thank you, voice guy, Jim McCarthy voiceovers, jimcarthyvos.com. Check them out. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Welcome to another episode. Hope you're having a nice summer, everybody. Crazy time. It's always a crazy time now. Automotive is crazy. Everything's crazy. A lot of automotive folks listening to the program, general managers, executive managers, sales managers, owners, vendors, marketers. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I was trying to make sure that uh, we're talking about something that you will find useful, interesting, and maybe even entertaining, but probably not entertaining, but the other things, hopefully. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about um, different types of media, right? And I was thinking back to the way my budgets used to look when I was the marketing director at a group. And when I started at this group, you know, the first thing that we started to do was figure out how were we going to disperse the budget across multiple tactics. And the three things that we worked on first were TV, radio, and print. And then the last things that we worked on were digital, like SEM and display and, and uh, you know, any of that, uh, you know, conquest email, any of that stuff. And then, uh, you know, seven years later, that flipped, right? All of a sudden, digital was first and radio and TV and print were all at the bottom. But in the middle of all these things on my budget was always outdoor, right? We always wanted to have some kind of outdoor going on for our store in the area. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where we did it sometimes, but we didn't do it consistently. And there's plenty of reasons that, uh, that, that happened. And I'm sure that that happens a lot in automotive when it comes to outdoor, but, um, you know, I don't, I haven't talked a lot about outdoor on this podcast. And the reason is, is because I feel like things in outdoor are changing, right? But I'm not really exactly sure what the changes are, what's going on, uh, in that, in that part of the field. And I thought it'd be good to have a discussion with somebody. So I tracked down a, uh, awesome, uh, outdoor company. Their name is blip. It's blip billboards. And we have the director of customer success and sales on the podcast today. Josh Cohen is with me. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Hello, Matt. I'm well, how are you? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. I wanted to talk outdoor and I was on the interweb and I came across blip and uh, you guys, it, it, you know, <clears throat> it, you had a cool website. It was very, uh, you know, forward thinking and digital and it caught the eye. And it's a, it's a, it's a leap and steps away from the outdoor companies that I have had the experience of dealing with in the last 10 to 15 years. And it made me think, wow, this company looks like a new kind of fast paced company. Let's see what's going on in billboards and uh, outdoor. So thank you for joining me. Let's talk first about what Blip does. We're not talking about just buying three or four rotations of uh, vinyl bannered billboards along the highway anymore, are we? Yeah, and, and first off, thanks for having me and thanks for having Blip. We, uh, we're honored to be a part of it and, and uh, hope to provide some good insights here. Um, so so blip, it, blip Billboards, and that's Blip with a P as in Paul for anyone who's listening and trying to figure out what that is, but Blip Billboards is, uh, we um, have our genesis in, in not necessarily the out-of-home industry. In fact, um, 
our co-founders were looking to solve a, a simple problem of being able to buy just a few of those blips that pop up on those digital out-of-home ads. And um, as as they went around the country and tried to see if they could buy some of those, realized that that still wasn't necessarily the case and hoped to be able to, to fit within a niche to be able to provide some out-of-home space um, for for a, a fraction of the traditional cost. So Blip is, is a way that you can log in and sign up, create an account, and manage your whole campaign without a contract. Wow. Um, and you get to pick you know, your locations, you get to pick your time of day, and you pick the day of the week, um, and you control the daily budget. Um, and so it's very much like a Google or Facebook purchase. Um, and uh, without having to commit to a contract, it gives you the freedom and flexibility. Um, you know, so we have, for example, a lot of our advertisers have been able to have the flexibility to reassess their budgets over the course of COVID. And um, so we've had the chance to work with them. So is that is that a good overview of, of what Blip is and how it works? Yeah, for sure. I mean, what you were just saying, I'm just thinking back to my own experience, right? I'd be like, okay, we need to do some kind of branding campaign. And I want to make sure we're getting, you know, we're in some strategic parts of town. And then I would think to myself, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to pay $2,500 a board on a like four week flight, I think is how it was priced here. So I'm like, all right, let's see, one of two, four, seven, I'm going to have to go up for like $8,000 a month for three months in order to rotate through these billboards in these locations. And all oh, the location I want is not available. And then I got to pay for another piece of creative. I got to get a piece of vinyl created. And it sounds like that th those hangups, those hurdles aren't there anymore. Blip has worked diligently to remove as many hurdles and barriers to entry. I think um, historically the out-of-home industry has um, kind of limited the the space to some of the biggest uh, brands in the in the country, um, sometimes because of cost or some other challenges. And what Blip has done is work to work in partnership with these sign owners um, and be clear about when there are times when it's a great decision to buy on that contract. And, and we always want to be pointing our advertisers to doing what's right by them and what's good for, for sign owners as well. Um, and so um, we also want to be able to help people get on billboards, but yeah, there um, blip makes it very easy and affordable and, and certainly gives you a lot of flexibility and freedom, um, which is the purpose so that you can combine you know, if you still have, like you were saying, this trend in the industry of moving more to online paid digital and Google and Facebook, um, and if you still have some money left over, you can go through Blip and still be able to be in the broadcast out of home space at the same time as your the rest of your stuff. You know, I think having the so I assume you have the ability to swap out the creative or change the creative more frequently. I would assume, right? In fact, that's correct. In fact, we we. Um, have professional designers in-house and our effort is to provide artwork um, that will be fresh and innovative and we've found that advertisers when they will update their artwork on somewhat of a regular basis between three and four weeks they have better success and um, 
uh, artwork is actually a critical component to the success of out of home um, and get into some of those insights that we've learned if that would be useful. Yeah, well, I think that's a good topic because auto dealers are famous for trying to cram as much information into a small area as possible. We, yeah. as auto folks, do it in radio ads. We do it in print ads, even TV ads. We're just trying to jam as much information into 30 seconds or into a half page ad as possible. Oh, let's add this. Let's, let's just, we just want to cram it in there. So how important from a creative standpoint is, uh, the look and feel of the billboard and the amount of information that you either include or don't include? Yeah, well, uh, such a great question. And it makes sense that we want to get as much information to the, you know, the potential buyer and, and start their buying journey. Um, and it really is a challenge. We, I'll give you some context that, that's scientific. Um, uh, there's a local university in Utah that has nanotechnology goggles and actually did an out-of-home study to see if people would look at billboards. And the nanotech could not only look at uh, or measure where the, the driver and passenger were looking, but where they were focusing. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that uh, folks look, especially at digital billboards, because the flip, the movement, and humans will look at, at movement instinctively, um, but they'll only look for two to three seconds. And that translates into seven or eight words at the very most. Yeah. Um, so we, we are working diligently to educate um, advertisers that you, you don't need to tell an adver- a buyer everything. You just need to tell them the key components that will cause them to take the next step in their buying journey. So if you could, what seven words would they need to regurgitate into an online search to find out a little more information and keep going on their journey? Yeah. You know, I think so how frequently, so you, you, you mentioned that you are seeing success with people who are updating their creative every three, four weeks, like, you know, more frequently than putting up, like putting up an old school billboard with vinyl and leaving it up for six months. Are mm-hmm. people, can you update it too frequently? Is there like, Oh, I'm going to change it once a week. Is there data that shows that you can do it too much? No. Uh, in fact, um, what one of the things that you mentioned is kind of one of the mistakes that advertisers often make is jamming too much information on one artwork design. Mm-hmm. And what we often recommend is, look, if you've got multiple messages that you feel are very important to get out, you can actually upload two or three or four or as many messages as you'd like. If you'll keep the brand look and feel and name consistent, and then you can swap out the messages, you can run, especially on blip, four or five, I mean, actually as many as you would like, um, different pieces of media at the same time. And the blip system will just cycle through. So, you know, the first blip, it'll give you um, your artwork A, and then the next one B, and then the next one C. Um, So you're getting the same look and feel out there, but you're able to convey multiple messages at the same time. And the same thing as well with blip is you can actually run multiple campaigns at the same time. Um, either on the same board if you wanted, or we usually have folks that, you know, um, are working to convey different messages in different parts of town. And it's really easy to get all that designed. And then by simply just clicking the locations and connecting the artwork in those locations, you're telling the system instantly, I want this artwork on that location. Oh, wow. And you can run three or four in each location. 
And I mean, from an automotive standpoint, I'm just thinking about, you know, one of the things as automotive marketers that we're always concerned with is making sure that our message matches across the different tactics that we're utilizing. Uh, and yeah. things, things change fast in automotive. You know, uh, Honda will come out with a per program. Hey, uh, $500 uh, discount for all first responders and healthcare workers. And then I think mm-hmm. recently that was $1,000, right? Okay, well, you had your display artwork updated easily by your creative person. You had your TV spot updated. It wasn't as easy to do, right? You had to, you had to have your, your creative team, uh, you know, rewrite the spot, produce it. You had to have the voice person redo it a little more, a little bit more work. And then you look at from your billboard standpoint, you're like, well, I can't afford to have my billboard reprinted, but if you can update your creative across all tactics to match, now I feel like you're, you're, you're better utilizing you're better, you're better driving the message home to somebody who may see your message somewhere else and also drive by the board on a daily basis. Well, and you know, there's a, there's a really good art, uh, cartoon out there from Marketunist where he goes through and kind of points out a buyer who goes through the process of, they see a, a mailer and they go through, um, they hear about it from word of mouth um, they see a, a billboard, they hear the radio ad, then they, they click on the Facebook account and then you, it cuts to the boardroom of, of the company saying, we need to put all of our money into Facebook. And, yep. um, yeah, so it's so critical to keep the messaging consistent, um, and the look and feel to be on the same page so that when that buyer goes through and sees your brand in different locations, that the look and the feel is consistent. And, and the combination of those, um, actually Facebook did a study um, where they were measuring uplift if you did a campaign. Um, and they did this actually in Europe uh, with the Chobani equivalent in Europe where they did a study if they just did Facebook, if they just did out of home, or if they combined the two. And what they found was a 38% uplift in the, in the study when they combined the the two and kept them in sync, just like you're saying. Yeah. I need to find that cartoon. I like that. I'll send it to you. Yes. Send it on over. Okay. So let's talk about metrics, right? Used to be you, uh, you know, the billboard guy comes in with his folder and circles the locations and says, this one looks great. And it points this way. And there's traffic getting on 95 from the merit here. And that's the place you want to be. And then you sign your contract, you, you pay. And then at the end, it's just over. Oh, they tell you when you're signing up, like, oh, X amount of cars drive by this billboard every day. And then at the end of the campaign, it's over. There's nothing to look back on. What kind of metrics are being looked at and are clients looking for uh, now at the end of a campaign or during a campaign for that matter? Yeah. So what Blip has been able to do, very similar to like I was mentioning before, because it's a, a similar buying experience with um, something what you would expect from like a Google or a Facebook on a digital level. What we, we sought to provide was similar type of analytics that you might be looking at, especially if you're a marketer, if you have a client, or even if you um, are in the marketing department and you have a, a manager who's asking for answers. Uh, we want to be able to help you explain how many blips you got, um, what, as we call blips. And I guess for the listeners out there, a blip, as we define it, is an uh, one display of the digital ad. 
Um, and they kind of range between six and eight seconds, depending on where you are in the country. Okay. Um, and so we provide, when, when you log in on Blip, you'll actually get to see all of the analytics and you also have specific reports. Um, so you'll be able to see how many blips you're getting per day, how many total, what the average cost per blip is. Some of you may know that as a par rate. Um, your average daily spend, how much money you're spending per day, uh, the estimated impressions. And, and we've been working with, you know, a few in the industry, you may be familiar with Geopath um, to get impression data. So we're aggregating that impression data to help you look at your dashboard. Um, you're getting an average number of blips and an average CPM. Um, and then uh, you'll get a map that shows you where they blipped and how many times the average amount spent on each of those boards. And then we actually have reporting that will give you down to the minute of when the ads displayed on which boards and what artwork was shown. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's basically as, as complete as thorough as I think we've ever had anybody need uh, reporting to be. Yeah, really. I, I can't see anybody needing more info than that. I mean, I, Part of the analytics, um, you know, we want to be able to give you that confidence that, you know, where you spent, you can know exactly where your money went. And, and that should be a tool to be able to help you on your next campaign to be able to allocate. One of the things that we always do at Blip is we'll actually each, um, each time, you know, an advertiser comes through, they get a customer success rep that's a, um, one of our blip specialists and they'll sit down and go through those analytics before the campaign is over to help you understand like, Hey, maybe this is blipping on that board more than you want it to. Let's reallocate some funds to make sure this is really doing the job you're hiring us to do. Yeah, that's good. It's good to like take a look at the campaign midway through, let the client know that, you know, we're not just, you know, letting you sign up, go in, put your budget in, do your creative, and then, you know, hear from us at the end. Because you can make adjustments uh, real time during the campaign. You don't have to wait for it to, that used to be the old TV thing. You get your, you get your, uh, you know, run, run clock, run times at the end of the campaign, at the end of the month. And they'd be like, oh, we should have done that. We should have done that. Well, now we should have could be things that you can adjust midway through the campaign. That's right. Yeah. And it's as simple as logging in with on the blip platform. You can just log in and deselect a location, select a different location, upload the new artwork, hit save. And wow. by the time it enters the schedule, um, it will be saved. That's crazy. And then, so in terms of who it's working for, are there industries? Well, okay. Let's start. Yeah. Let's do industries. Are there industries that are, um, verticals that are, uh, seeing great success with it? Are there verticals that stay away from it is, um, you know, like for instance, I'll take, I'll talk about where I am in a lot of the, the digital boards that are in, um, Hartford, I'm in Connecticut in rural Connecticut, but in Hartford, Connecticut, there's some digital boards. And when I picture them in my head, I picture the casinos like Mohegan sun and Foxwoods, the casinos in Connecticut advertising their concerts and events and kind of things. That's what I, when I think of those boards, that's what comes to, to mind. Um, are those kind of clients uh, common and what kind of verticals are seeing success? Yeah. So this is all, I'll, maybe I'll start with the answering um, kind of a slightly different question sure. and then dive into the verticals. But yeah. 
one of the things that the way we often say is like, what job are we hired to do? And I think billboards are hired to do really, and the jobs that we do well are, are three specific jobs. Okay. So general awareness, recognition, and, and you know, knowing that your brand exists at all. Right. Uh, the second is we get hired to do recruiting and we get hired to do events. And I think that um, with recruiting and events, those jobs get done so well because that buyer journey is just so short. It's like, oh, know that that company is hiring and go to their website. I mean, it's really pretty right. straightforward. So, uh, we hear a lot that when, whichever vertical it is, if they're looking to hire, if they're looking to do an event, um, because those buyer journeys are so short that those just absolutely, we very rarely do we ever hear anybody come back of our clients and say, I, I wasn't sure that, that that moved the needle for us. Right. And the first one that I mentioned, as far as, you know, recognition and recall and awareness, that certainly is a big part of the full funnel that most marketers out there are familiar with and have sort of swung in their pendulum more towards the digital side as opposed to more of like the broadcast. Um, and, and so that, that certainly takes up a little more time and energy. Uh, we don't hear as frequently within a short timeline, like, hey, this has absolutely moved the needle for me. Because there's so many other factors involved, you know, like your online content, your how good your salespeople are. Um, but a lot of first-time advertisers, especially in out of home, they want to see the sales revenue jump, you know, after three days' time. And and so that's something, you know, we have we ha we want to educate the world on, like, you know, if we're doing branding and awareness and recognition, independent of necessarily the the industry or the vertical. Um, if you're fitting in within one of those three jobs and you have managed expectations and you have artwork that helps fit within the rest of your other messages that you're sharing out there, um, we have a high level of confidence that almost any vertical or medium is a great place to leverage the power of broadcast in out of home. You know, I'm thinking of um, locations that, you know, I've seen uh, billboards like this. And like I mentioned in Hartford, I, you know, I can picture the, you know, hooting the blowfish July 8th and a picture of like Darius Rucker and the guys up there ready to yeah. go. But recruitment is, is one that I, I had not thought of before. And you're right though. It, it makes sense, right? All you got to do is, you know, I think you said it earlier, it needs to be eight words or less of something that you can search when you get home. Right. And I think yep. recruitment is one of those things. Like if you need it, you notice it and you go and it's a quick, it's a short cycle. That's an, I hadn't thought of that before. We had a, a tech company here in Utah and he put up a billboard. And, and um, you know, one of, the, one of the main ways that a lot of our customers leverage Blip is you can be on a wide distribution geographically. So you get a lot of coverage for a pretty small budget because you have the freedom to choose 10, 20, 40, 100, 1,000 billboards. And um, we'll, we'll guide you to tell you, you know, if you only have $5 and you picked 1,000 billboards, that's going to be mathematically tough to get on all of those <laughs> Yeah, right. There's a balance there. But you, a lot of our clients will take, you know, a limited budget and they can pick 10 to 40 billboards and get this really broad reach of, of geographic reach. And so we had a, a tech company here in Utah who was looking for a specific hire and they put that on every 
billboard in North America, they, or I'm sorry, in Northern Utah, they had about 41 boards they were broadcasting on. And after just a few days, they took it down. I called and I said, well, what happened? Worried that something bad had happened, but it turns out that the person that they were looking for saw the billboard, um, told them he was reaching out because of the billboard and they hired him. And so they didn't need the ad anymore. Um, and those little success stories, you know, they, they were able to broadcast quickly within a couple of days across, you know, a matter of, of about, uh, 75 miles of reach all up and down the I-15, Interstate 15 corridor, um, and get the job done quickly and move on, move on. Um, and so it was affordable for them. It was quick. Um, they were happy with it. Um, and they've kind of continued coming back and, and using blip to do that again and again. So speaking of geography, before we wrap it up, where is and where is not blip? You know, yeah, great question. Um, so it, it it's a little easier sometimes to answer for, at a state level, like where is not? Okay, uh, we're not in Hawaii, we're not in Alaska, um, and I think there's a a couple of states. I, I believe we're not yet in New Hampshire, Vermont, or Maine. Um, but other than that, we're in Canada and the rest of the states. Um, as far as like every blip is, uh, not on every digital billboard that you see out there. Okay. Um, we, we don't own the signs, right? We work with, and we partner with those that already own the signs to help strengthen, um, what they're working on doing. And so, uh, yeah, we, we're always looking to add more signs and locations to help strengthen what advertisers are looking to do. Um, and it's, it's super easy to be able to see the locations if you were to either create a quick account. Um, again, we don't like spam you or ever sell your information. You'd be able to create a campaign and it will show you all those locations. Um, or even I think on online on our landing page, you get a pretty good look at um, all the different locations we have. Uh, at this point, uh, Blip has been around for, you know, um, about four years with, um, you know, getting locations on the Blip marketplace. And we've got just under uh, 1,400 different locations wow. in the United States. I think you need to get a location in Hawaii and then you find a way to have to travel there for business, yeah. right? That seems like the way you should be doing it. That um, we've been pushing hard for that, <laughs> but um, it's slower going than one might think. I need a client in Hawaii for for Silverback for my agency, so I can get out to Hawaii. That's what I need. Yeah. Oh, sorry, honey, you got to go to Hawaii for business for a few days, or a few weeks, yeah. or months. And then you were like, "Yeah, I'm really busy. I'm on the beach. It's been tough." <laughs> well, listen, I've enjoyed the conversation. I. Um, Certainly a lot that I did not know and hurt. And uh, I'm assuming that a lot of folks in the automotive industry also uh, did not know how. Um, give us a plug. How, plug. How can people contact you guys if uh, if they want to? Yeah. So um, I'm always happy to talk to anybody out there. I'm at Josh at blipbillboards.com. Or if you just go to Blip Billboards and create a campaign or an account, um, you can reach out to us there. Um, as, as you are signing up, there will be some contact and chat information. And if you're comfortable with it, someone from our success team will reach out and answer any questions you guys have. So, um, yeah, we, uh, 
we'd love to be able to help anybody out and, and combine, you know, the out of home within an affordable budget um, to what, what you're already doing. Josh Cohen, Director of Customer Success and Sales at Blip, B-L-I-P. I appreciate it. This was, this was uh, good stuff, and I hope you uh, had a good time. Matt, thank you for having me. Um, you're a wonderful host, and uh, <laughs> I you. sure appreciate it. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.